Good. This is the Chop by T podcast where we give you real, raw, authentic barbershop conversations. I am your host, T. And to the far right of me, we got my brother, man. What up? What up? Sko. Uh, and uh, in the middle, man, we got a special guest, somebody who I had to beg to get on here, <laughs> but I'm glad she's here now, <laughs> so she can put up, put us up on some game, teach us some stuff, man. Adrian, how you feeling? She is nervous. Look at her face. Oh. <laughs> Don't Shit. call it out. <laughs> Listen, man. Hey, you could be comfortable here. This is what we have. Like I said, real raw, authentic conversations, man. We really just genuinely want to hear about you, your story, your opinions. Um, let's get right into it. Who are you? Oh, oh, my bad. We got Demo in the back. The smooth sounds of Demo. I didn't get to talk on the last episode, so <laughs> my boy is ready and willing. Like a hook. What up? What up? What up? <laughs> I get a good job here now and then. I do all right. I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up. <laughs> but anyway, man, we got Adrian here, man. Um, man, how you feeling? You feeling good? Okay. You feeling all right, man. I want to hear about your story. I want to hear about you. Tell the people who you are. I I don't think as long as I've known you now, I never really just heard your story like that. Maybe because I'm so full of myself. (laughs) That could be what it is. I only want people to hear about me. But what's your story? Who are you? Where you come from? What's going on? It's deep. It's deep. Well, hey, listen. Hey, (laughs) we ready. We ready. We got number time. I mean, I will say, like, y'all asked me to be on here and talk about, you know, just being Asian and stuff. And it's something, like, we really don't think about – I feel like as Asians, it's just like kind of a weird identity thing, you know, with um, growing up. Well, okay, so let's start like I was born in Columbia, Tennessee, Mm -hmm. and then I think we moved out to Antioch real short after that. So I was in Antioch all my life um, up until like freshman year when we moved to Nolansville or whatever. But went to um, the same school from when I was four till I graduated. Mm -hmm. So that was how me and... Y'all know B Dub. Um, mm-hmm. That's how we've known each other. We've been at the same school since we were four, and so yeah, kind of going back to what I was talking about. Just um, you know, there's not a lot of Asians in, in Tennessee. Yeah, in Tennessee, yeah. like we have our own little communities. Okay, mm-hmm. so my parents migrated. Um, my dad was like in physical therapy. My mom's a nurse, mm-hmm. and um, so over there, like they go to school, and then I guess they get put into like agencies where they can get a job out here and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they have to come out here and like take the test and whatever. Um, So I'm a first generation, you know, Asian, like I don't have no family here. I have went on in New York and that's it. Um, So basically like all of us, all of our parents who migrate out, migrated out here. uh, We have like our own, I mean, that's who I call my family. You know, Mm -hmm. that's who we spend all our holidays with. There's like, there's about 30 of us. So it's like seven families that, I've known all my life. Um, but, yeah, like, going to, can I say, like, the school I went to, or is that weird? 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want to. Yeah. Okay, well, I went to a Christian school in Antioch. Mm. I'll say that. Mm. So, tiny school, mm-hmm. graduated with 24 people, which I'm sure y'all, y'all wow. know that. But Whoa, wow. We had, I feel attacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she you know, slick just came at y'all. She came at Bolivar. Bolivar, yeah. I feel like yeah, she yeah. just came at Bolivar. Because no. I know for a fact y'all had more than 24 we people. Had more than 24 yes. at Bolivar. <laughs> I know that yeah. for a fact. <laughs> I know y'all know because y'all come from that little ass school in Bolivar. <laughs> no, I mean, because y'all know me and Doug. All we know y'all are Hey, listen. No. Let's clear it up now. No, no. B-Town, why maybe we had 100 people? Maybe. (laughs) No. No, because when people say, like, I went to a small school, I'm like, "Mm, I probably got you beat. Right, (laughs) Can you get that fan from Medima? We had um, one hallway, 7th through 12th grade, so. Cut it all the way up. It was, you know, so, yeah, there wasn't that many Asians. Like, Mm. I had one other Asian girl in my class. There probably was maybe, like, one every other grade kind of thing. Um so, yeah, just kind of, like, bringing me on this topic, it just was something that I never really thought about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so over the last few days, I've definitely been trying to educate myself mm-hmm. as far as, like, just my own stuff, um, how I really feel about all this. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, like, what's your story? And, like, mm-hmm. what is my story? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you said your parents You said your parents came from um, – or you said your parents graduated or migrated and you were right. born in Colombia. Like, so specify or be specific about what type of, like, Asian background. Where did they migrate yeah, where from? Did they come oh, from? Okay. Mm. They got, well, I'm from the Philippines. Well, my family's from the Philippines, so I'm Filipino. Mm. Still Asian because a lot of people are like, oh, I thought you were Asian. Like, same shit. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So they went to school there, graduated there, came here, um, took their test. My dad actually ended up not passing for physical therapy, so he – had some other jobs and stuff, um, but my mom's still a nurse, and that's a big thing, like, with Asians is, like, having to be in the health field, mm-hmm. you know, because it's the most stable, like, yeah. everyone's always going to be, like, people are always going to be sick, so it's something that is always going to be needed, so um, as far as, like, what our options are is usually, like, nursing or, like, if you want to be a doctor, that, you know, kind of that route. And we're going to get into all that. We're going to get into everything what we brought right. you here for. But <laughs> specifically, I just wanted to know about you. That's interesting. So, uh, like, you, you had, like, 30 other families to come over here with you? Well, or so there's, like, our group is, like, 30 of us, okay. like, that we uh, call our fam, like, uh, spend all the holidays with. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, I mean, there's a pretty big, like, Filipino community out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was lucky enough because I was, like, one of the first, like, children mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Filipinos have been migrating for a long time, but just as far as like all the ones that I know, uh, I was like the first one. And then we always, we, we used to own a little Oriental store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was like how we met a bunch of people. So I know like that our community is like pretty big, yeah, but yeah. yeah. That's interesting. So, uh, okay. Well, when you came over, what was the, um, and you may not have known cause you were first generation, you were born here, right? Right. So, what have your parents ever told you like the process of coming up did they have like a host family was it did they just come do you know so i'm pretty sure because like right now my dad works for an agency where like whenever filipinos do well really it's not just filipinos it's like all um immigrants Mm -hmm. that come to be a nurse and stuff so then they go through this agency and then the agency like helps them like once they take their tests and stuff they um, are assigned to like a state that needs you know more nurses and stuff mm-hmm. so yeah that's essentially how it went like they came 
They got assigned. So I think originally we were all in Columbia because a lot of us in our group uh, were born in Columbia, Tennessee. Mm. And then, yeah, I'm not really sure how we, like, split up into, like, Antioch, Nashville and all that. Gotcha. Growing up, like, uh, was it, like, a cultural shock for you? Like, in, like well, she was born here, so that's pretty much how she knows it seemed like, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm tripping. But, yeah. I mean, I will say, like, in our household, my parents always spoke in Filipino to me. Right, so right. That's what when I did go to school, that was, like, because I, I started when I was mm. four, so I was in preschool. Mm. But I remember um, my mom said, like, one time, I guess she got called in or whatever because I was, like, mixing my English and mm. Filipino mm-hmm. and stuff. So that was, like. That's funny. <laughs> a thing, but I don't, <laughs> I don't remember all that. Right. <laughs> you probably cussing somebody out, huh? Right. Nah. Just, like, this. Maybe, but it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just imagining it. But I mean, just listen. Um, it's such uh, something that we don't really take the time out to. It's like we live. I, I think I said this on one podcast. We live in our own space, right? Mm-hmm. We just all live in our own bubble, but we don't realize, like, literally. It's a group of people or people like different types of cultures that had to come over here and they experienced America and it's just right. how much of a shock that could be for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we brought why we brought you on today to kind of get your perspective because you can kind of give it both ways because you can give it from you know a first generation that was literally born here, mm-hmm. but you can also give like a step into the culture. Uh, one thing, do they? Okay, you you go back to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. How do they treat you? When you go there, is it like... So, for me, okay, so like, in, like I said, our group of 30, like, I'm the only one that's been as many times as I have. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, like, they've probably gone maybe like three, four times in their mm-hmm. life. So I'm lucky that I'm like really close with my family. And I'm also one of the few that can speak fluently. Mm-hmm. So when I go there, you know, I try... I try not to, like, you know, some people, okay, Filipinos like to, you know, whenever they come to America, they act like, all right, well, you know, I done made it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) they like to show that stuff off and stuff. But when I go, like, I don't don't want them to feel any different. So I'm even, like, uncomfortable sometimes going in places and, like, you know, I know my, they say when you, um, if you don't use it, you lose it, like, Mm -hmm. language-wise. So I know mine's not as great as it used to be. So sometimes even I'm, like, embarrassed going out with my cousin's friends and stuff because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, they're going to (laughs) know that I'm American. But that's not a problem. Like, they love Americans, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) they could probably, is it a, they probably can spot you from a mile away, though, huh? Just like as American Filipino, they can they can spot you from a mile away. I mean, I know when I talk, they yeah, definitely sure. are like, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> it's just a different energy, I think that you that you will probably carry just going over there as American, not necessarily a good one or a yeah. bad one, but it's just like a different type of vibe that mm-hmm. you that you have going over there. Yeah. Um. Uh, just I want to go back into what Sko said as far as like with with uh, culture and everything like that. Um. So, I guess coming in. I, I really want to learn more about the experience with the 30 families and everything like that. And 30 people. 30 people. It's 30 <laughs> people. Yeah, 30 people. 30 people, seven <laughs> families. Gotcha, gotcha. I want to learn more about that. So, all right. Um, and you said you pretty much treat them as your family. Did your parents already know them before coming over? Or? So a lot of them, because mm. a lot of them are physical therapists and, like, still are. Mm. So they pretty much were in, like, essentially, like, the same class, you know, like um, – Kind of like when you first get a job, it's like the people you started with mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that's essentially how it was for a bunch of them. And uh, and then, like I said, the other half were, like, mostly nurses. So mm-hmm. same thing with them, too. So that was kind of, like, how we met. 
and they, you know, obviously, like, came from nothing, so since our family was, like, one of the first ones, like, when other people would come in, Filipinos are, like, super hospitable, so, you know, they see other people struggling, they're like, hey, like, we got you, you know, even if we don't have nothing, like, we'll share what we do have, so my parents are really big on that, which is why I think we know so many people now, Um, but essentially, like, that's how our group got together, just kind of all leaning on each other as they started to get established in their own jobs and stuff. I think in hearing your, your story reminds me of, I'm thinking of Africans. I know a lot of African people who, you know, come from West Africa, different things like that. And for them, you know, in hearing you say like they can spot, you know, for a lot of Filipino people that come to America, they think like, Oh, you made it. Cause you, and I think there's a negative connotation when it comes to Africans, like African, African born people, think american born black people you know they they have this negative connotation so but i don't hear that when it comes to you but is there it's there also seems to be like pressure to be you know a doctor pressure to be an engineer different things like that do you feel that pressure to be like a physical therapist or be you know a nurse or anything like that did you feel any of that pressure from the 30 people you know seven families (laughs) even still you know like (sighs) that was like something that i like struggled with a lot um, getting ready to graduate high school and stuff, I knew, like, I don't want to be a nurse, which is, like, mm. every time you hear, like, oh, what are you doing? Like, they're nurses. Like, Filipinos, they're, like, all nurses. It's just mm. something that's known. Um, so I knew, like, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be what everybody else is doing just because, like, that was what we were supposed to do. Yeah. And it just, like, wasn't a calling for me. Okay. But at the same time, like, it still was a lot of pressure to do what they wanted us to do to, like, reach that level of of success that they expect from you. So, yeah, I mean, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was like, all right, well, I guess physical therapy is, like, straight, you know. So I did go to school for exercise science originally. Um, Went to UTC, like, just wasn't a great experience. Like, growing up, like... It was easy, you know what I'm saying? It was a small school. Mm-hmm. I, me and Brandon were, like, top of our class all the time, and we didn't even have to try, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, And it's not that, like, oh, y'all are so smart and stuff, and that was what people told us all our lives, like, y'all are so smart and mm-hmm. this and this. And, like, at that school, from, like, 7th grade to twel- through 12th grade, you could um, exempt your classes or exempt your exams if mm-hmm. you had, like, good grades and stuff, which mm-hmm. is not – a good thing because I never knew how to um, study for no big exams. Yeah. Yeah. So like college was kind of a big shock for me. And also going from like super small, like know every single person in the school um, to being like nobody in college. That was a big. Because MT big. Yeah. Yeah. I went to UTC UTC first. first. Yeah, Um, Yeah. And then to MT. Yeah. And then then I transferred over to MT. But yeah, like, was going through school, um, didn't love it, wasn't, I'm not good at, like, science and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you realize, like, okay, I'm really not as smart as, like, <laughs> I thought yeah. I was. And so, um, so yeah, so I struggled a lot with, like, should I continue to, like, force myself to go down this path of, like, that I don't love and, like, I'm probably going to fail because I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, or... Do I talk to my parents and say, hey, I'm going to change my major. I'm going to change schools. Like, I don't want to do this no more. Um, Yeah, so I ended up going to nutrition and stuff, which Mm -hmm. was fine. Uh, But even still, like, I do feel 
you know, like not good enough or I didn't, I'm not like reaching what I was supposed to mm-hmm. be yeah. or whatever. Um, Cause some Filipinos do make you feel that way. Like yeah, I remember sure. when I graduated and somebody came up to me and was like, Oh, so are you going to grad school? And I was like, mm, I think I'm going to take a break. And he was like, why? Like for what, yeah. you know, like you need to get on it and stuff. And that just wasn't me. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I felt like I'm not going to waste my money if I don't know what I want to do yet and just go to school just to go to school and say I did it. Yeah. I wonder why that pressure is there, though. Like, uh, Or is it the fact that, you, like, I guess, because you're not necessarily an immigrant, but is it because of that mentality, like we come here to make a better life or whatever? I, well, why is that pressure there, do you think? For sure. Yeah. I would say, I think it's like an Asian community in general. Mm-hmm. You know, like we do have... And I'm not going to, like, compare our hardships with, like, black people and stuff. But we do have a lot of, like, similar struggles and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. Um, But as a people, like, we're – we have to, like, just keep it, like, you know, internalize that stuff and, like, just deal with it. And, like, the only way that you can kind of, like, rise above all that is by being successful. Mm. You know, like, it wasn't ever talked about, like – like racism and all that stuff it wasn't a big conversation in our home it just like was something that was known like yeah. i don't know when I, and that was something i was thinking about this week like i don't know when i became aware of like oh i'm not this you know me and white people aren't on the same level yeah. and stuff but it just was something that was a known thing and um and i th- i remember my dad saying like you know they can say whatever they want about you but if you have your degree you're successful then like they can't take that from you yeah you know so like I think that's what it is, is just, at the end of the day, like, your success is all you have, and, like, stability, taking care of your family and stuff, mm. um, so I think that's why, yeah. like, it's super important. I was watching a show one time, and uh, it was this Asian guy, he was a uh, real estate agent, but mm. his he, all his family were doctors and stuff like yeah. that, and, like, yeah. he was good at what he did, <laughs> yeah. but they still, like, they looked down them. upon him, and he <laughs> made millions of dollars, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and he got, <laughs> basically, Trash when he went to like the family dinners and stuff like that. Yeah. He making more money than them. That's almost. a real thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think it's also like a status thing too. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Like Asians are all about like that hierarchy and stuff. Mm. Um, so, you know, you want to be able to say like, "Oh, I have a doctor in my family and yeah. whatever." Mm. So yeah. status do come with like being a doctor, though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, we had a um, on just going back to that the Keenan Keenan's episode. Mm-hmm. He talked about the caste system that black people you know he said in his opinion black people just unfortunately fell at the bottom of that and you know you talking about status kind of brought that up do you think that that kind of status system you know exists in america and do you think that's where the pressure comes from with asians and filipinos specifically for sure yeah i mean even like when you come here and stuff you're expected to take care of your family at home like if you're not sending money back sending big boxes Mm. of stuff back like they're like, dang, you just you just gonna forget about us. About us? Yeah. yeah. So that's it's a lot of pressure for sure. Is it um uh the, how like what is the the stat? I don't because I I don't travel. I've never even been out of the country. So like uh, <laughs> the Philippines, how is it like the conditions and everything like that? So it's definitely like I wouldn't consider us third world because mm-hmm. we're we have a lot of places that have like are up there. You right. know, like Manila, our capital. Like, you go, and parts of it are, like, damn near, like, Hollywood, you yeah, know? So yeah. our malls are huge. Like, I brought, you know, Kobe from mm. MT. Mm. Well, I brought Kobe with me to the Philippines one year because we were um, roommates at the time. Mm. But, uh, yeah, like, we have our malls are, like, huge. 
you know, a two-story mall is, like, small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's really, like, not what people think. Just but depend on area. Yeah, yeah but yeah. poverty, yeah. like, definitely does exist. Like, I mean, we don't all live in huts, but people do live in huts, yeah. you know what right, I'm saying? Right, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you and you talked about something earlier in regards to just like uh, white people and you know, just realizing that like I want to and this is what I want to go into because this is a part of the reason why we brought you here. Asian yeah. hate, yeah, it's been a big thing in um, yeah. in the news, social media, whatever lately. Mm-hmm. Asian hate. Um, I just want to hear your opinion on it. Like, what do you think about it, or just face value? What do you? How do you feel about it? Yeah, that's. I feel like it's a really big. Kind of thing, because like I said, like, as Asians, we don't talk about, like, we're not supposed to talk about our problems and, like, mm-hmm. those challenges and stuff. And I feel like part of it is, because, you know, black people do go through so much, and it's like, okay, well, we can't complain about our stuff because y'all are going through worse things. You know what I'm saying? So, like, a lot of times whenever we bring up, or, like, whenever things are brought up, people, like, tear it down. You know, like, mm-hmm. just the whole cancel culture and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, so, as far as, like like, the shootings and stuff, you know, I've had, I had somebody that, um, my, the Asian that I went to, like, high school with, she had screenshotted one of our other high school mates, um, Facebook statuses, because she was, like, you know, after the shootings happened, she was, like, let's be real, like, nobody's after Asians, you know, like, Asians are the model minority, um, she's, like, don't give in to all this, like, media shit, trying to, like, stir things up, you know, um, cause it just doesn't happen and all this stuff. And I was like, you know, how dare you right, <laughs> say right, that? Right. Cause, okay. If you want to say that those shootings, like whatever, weren't racially motivated, which is like what a lot of like that side is trying to say that, you know, it was his sex addiction, whatever the hell, like mm. they try to say it's not racially motivated. I was like, okay, like I'll give you that. Like, we don't know whatever his intentions were, but that doesn't negate everything else that has been going on for the last year. Um, And I feel like that's something that definitely isn't talked about as much. Um, Just, yeah, all the stuff that is happening with the Asians. And, like, I I don't... I feel like ever since COVID hit, Trump was promoting Asian hate. So, you know, people just want somebody to blame. And I feel like that's what's going on right now. But even with that, whatever that post that that person made, like, this. um... That was ignorant as hell. Yeah. Because as I mean, hell. because <laughs> you think about it, you've you've probably experienced some sort of like uh, racism towards you, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, in your life. Yeah, I mean, like I, you know, we we move in groups. Like whenever we like Father's Day, we always get together. We mm-hmm. eat at this restaurant in Murfreesboro every every year before COVID. Like that's thirty of us. Anytime we move, like I know people are eyeing us, you yeah, know. Yeah. And also, like us being Filipino, we're not like the most Asian, like, right. people don't, people mistake us for, like, Mexican Makes all the sense. time, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, even other Asians have said, like, oh, y'all are the Mexicans of the Asians, like, shit, like, we're not even Asian enough <laughs> yeah. to be with y'all, you know, so it is just kind of, like, a weird um, thing, but as far as racism, I mean, yeah, for sure, um, I know y'all talked about, you know, like, with police and stuff and yeah. a few episodes ago, and, like, I think the first time I ever even, like, realized that that would happen to us. I mean, it wasn't even anything, like, crazy, but one time I remember I was in high school and my friend was driving and there was, like, I think, like, five of us. We were in a van or whatever. Mm. We got pulled over and, like, he asked for every single one of our IDs and stuff. Mm. And it was, like, for what? You know, like, we're not driving. That's what what they do. (laughs) Yeah. So that that was the first time I was ever, like, wow. Like, y'all really don't look at us as equal. Um, 
So yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I think a big issue is uh, is white supremacy is the issue for sure. You know, and and this is the thing with you all too, like Asians. Y'all have to deal with it, not only from white people but black people as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you come into the U.S., the U.S. is uh, okay. I got to think. Um, I'm probably gonna fuck her name. Jenny Ma. Did I fuck her name up? I said it right, right. Jenny Ma. You talking about Jenny uh, Ma? Jeezy. Uh, Jeezy. Yeah, yeah. She made a. She said something once that uh, uh, that stuck with me. She said that uh, when we come over into the states. And we uh, we got to make a decision of which side of history we want to be on. Yeah. Uh, whether we want to be on the white side or the black side of history. And that's so real. That's real, right? Because mm-hmm. literally, also, I was just talking to my roommate about. It. I was like, as an Asian, you're either like a white people Asian or you're a black people mm-hmm. Asian. You I know. Noticed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's really no in between. Like you're either you don't get to be Asian. Yeah, which is crazy. And that's something that <laughs> like my aunt she says like. You know, about one of the other girls in our group, she's just like, oh, like, she acts so white and all this Mm. stuff. And I was like, as opposed to what? Like, how do you want us to act? Like, because if we act another way, like, oh, you're too ghetto and all this Mm. stuff. Like, Mm. so what does it mean to be me? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. yeah. No, I I get it. I get it. And that's that's the the statement that she made. You know, you get to, you have to choose which side of history that you want to be on. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of like a bad position for you guys to be in because, I mean, we we uh, talked about something off camera once. Me and Sko is like there. There has been situations where it's been like, oh, uh, uh, I mean, we just seen in the news not too long ago where the black guy that the, in New York, mm-hmm. she's she, Filipino. She, she was Filipino, mm-hmm. and he like kicked her and pushed her down. Like old lady, like yeah. you know. I'll speak as a black man for myself. That's kind of like one of those cringe moments when you see that, like, come on, brother. Like, why did you just do that? Like, we don't need that. But those, I feel like Asians should be our allies. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially Filipino, because from my understanding of it, and you can educate me on this because that's what we got you here to educate. educate. Um, Filipinos kind of, within the Asian community as a whole, y'all kind of get, like, casted out a lot of the time. Yeah, for sure. Because y'all seen as, like, the Mexican or whatever you you just said earlier. So Yeah. It's like, you know, we don't, like, Filipinos, we don't eat with chopsticks and, like. Yeah, (laughs) stuff like, right. right, Yeah, like, things like that. Like, we, like, a lot of other Asian cultures are, like, super into, like, vegetables and soups and all that stuff. And, like, we don't eat a lot of veggies. (laughs) Like, we, you know, like, the pig and all that stuff, like. A lot of our, well, okay, so Filipinos specifically, like, we um, were colonized by Spain for, mm-hmm. like, 200 years, which right. is why a lot of our language, you know, a lot of our culture is kind of, like, Hispanically influenced, mm-hmm. which is why, like, we're not so Asian. I never knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of, like, what sets us apart. But also, like, we're in Southeast Asia where, you know, our people are, like, darker. Mm-hmm. So, like, colorism is a mm-hmm. thing all over the world. Really? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, I heard it's nice that. to know. We, it's yeah. nice to know. As a fellow light skinned yeah. brother, it's, it's nice to you. know I'm not alone. Colorism, you say? <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Like Filipinos are. Um, I don't know so much now. I think people are okay with being out in the sun and like being a little tanner. But being white, like white skinned, is like something people strive for like a lot of our well really like a lot of our like beauty products are like bleaching products you know like our soaps have like different little bleaching components and stuff because i want to be 
they want to be white. Like, they want to be lighter. And yeah. the lighter you are, you know, that shows the more status you have. If you're darker, you're out in the sun more, you're working more. It's really like the same, same shit. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something about them Europeans. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you something about them over. We talk shit about them, and we be upset with them, but we got to respect the, the the fact, like, what they did. Yeah. Like, even when we go back to what Keenan talked about last time, where we just so happen to be at the bottom of, of that whatever ladder or whatever. Mm-hmm. We got to respect what they did, which is, you know, created this idea that lighter skin is 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 better. Yeah. Have y'all seen the movie Inception? Yes. You know, it was basically the same thing. It was like a dream within a dream. Mm-hmm. They sowed seeds that were not even like, they created this idea in everybody's mind that the lighter you are, the easier it is for you, which couldn't yeah. be further from the truth yeah. because they pulled the darker skinned people because it was easier for us to, you. we were more immune to the sun. We could work harder. We could, we were more valuable because of our skin because color. Because we could be in the sun. But they they sowed the seeds at the same time that said, if you were lighter, you're richer, you're more fair, you're, you're you know, you're at the top of the system. Just it's better, so crazy. Yeah. yeah, you're just better. Yeah. 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 No, I, I and that, that kind of go into, you know, the question that I want to ask you, just the differences. I never knew that within the Asian community, it was that division even with that. Oh, but some sure. Quay told me, cause you know, Quay, uh, his, his girl mm-hmm. is a uh, Laotian, right? Yeah. Laotian. Um, she, uh, is, is considered, he, he, what did he say? A country, uh, country mm-hmm. Asian mm-hmm. and it's city Asian. I was like, well, it's just, yeah, you got like the jungle. Asian. The jungle. That's what it is. Jungle <laughs> and city, <laughs> jungle and city. Like, yeah. so y'all have that same thing. Mm-hmm. That to me, it's like, like <laughs> that to me is like I'm like jungle, like what? Yeah, if you ever it's just like see. us calling African, like the ones that be in the woods and stuff, African booty scratchers, or not, like not even. It's <laughs> more so, it's shit. more so even like within the states, mm-hmm. northerners and southerners. Yeah, I was gonna say even <laughs> yeah. within Tennessee, Bolivar and Nashville. We would con- people in Nashville would consider people from Bolivar country, and country. country. And we're like like we're not country from the south. So that, that shit's so internalized. That shit crazy. It's it's all it's kinda like all parallel. That's why when you said earlier, even just talking in regards to just, you know, um you try not to to make our situation the black black people, the black plight you, when you say you try not to make the Asian plight is is um like the black plight. I mean, listen, hate against mm-hmm. anybody yeah. uh, when it comes especially white supremacists or anybody period mm-hmm. people with any supremacist mentality period is a problem for everybody mm-hmm. who seeks liberation for all for sure so when but you, i just wish everybody saw it like that yeah. you know what i'm saying because yeah. even like looking on twitter and stuff you know there are a lot of black people that are like oh well asians can't talk like they don't care about us too. yeah yeah and it really goes both ways because mm-hmm. i know when i brought this up to my little brother and stuff, he was like, well, this has been going on to us for so long. He was like, why black people want to talk about it now, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's something, too, like, it really, I don't know. And then I was, like, reading history, um, just trying to, like, kind of prep myself for this conversation. Anyways, because, like I said, like, nobody's ever asked me this stuff. I never talked about what it means to be Asian in mm-hmm. America. Yeah. Um, yeah. But looking at our history and stuff, it it really was, like, it all comes down to white supremacy and like yeah. even from the 1800s they've been trying to pin us against each other yeah. mm-hmm. you know and i didn't even know all this stuff about um like you know how okay so i know how, like black people get upset like oh asians are like 
making money off our people because mm. they have stores, you know, in like primarily like black neighborhoods mm. and stuff. Um, and I didn't ever know the history of all that. But then you go back to like the Exclusion Act in like the 1800s mm. where they, you know, removed all the Asians and stuff and put them in um, like relocation camps mm. for a while. And then that also was like the same time that black people were starting to get more freedom. So they were moving into where the Asians had originally lived in. Mm. And so whenever the Asians were finally allowed, like, out of the camps, then they, you know, started to move back to where they originally were, mm. which is where all the black people were. Mm. So at that point, like, like, you know. It was <laughs> a clash. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. I mean, this is what we're here for, brother. Education. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, it, I think it, again, just going back to what we said, it's so, if we could get all on one accord and find some type of a, Mm-hmm. Uh, some type of like medium because I mean it is right uh, and me and my girl had this well Ben Baller I seen the thing with Ben Baller y'all know who Ben Baller is? yeah mm-hmm. uh, you know you know Ben Baller uh, he's like a uh, he's an Asian guy I think he's Chinese though Ben Baller he uh, yeah he's Chinese and he had uh, he does like jewelry, mm-hmm. jewelry and stuff like that he real involved in like the hip hop world or whatever Ben Baller okay. he, he uh, made a comment the other day he was like um uh, Asian people need to, and I'm I'm finna slaughter this, but <laughs> pretty much just to, and this is not verbatim, but pretty much he said Asian people need to uh, realize the the things that they've done to Black people in the past, and come to reckon with that, and, and we need to sit down and have a conversation mm-hmm. so that we can all get on the same run accord, one accord to defeat the real enemy, which is white supremacy. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, I can agree with that, but it's, it's levels to that as well, because we can't excuse the fact that this man just kicked in and beat a Filipino later out. In, like, and I don't think no real black man would agree with that. We can't like get away from that as well. He has to be held accountable, but he has to be held accountable. But I think it is this situation where, and when I look at, Listen, and you probably gonna be mad at me for this. When I look at <laughs> Filipino people, I don't. I didn't even know y'all was Asian. I'm gonna be honest. That's I'm sorry, okay. but as long as I didn't, <laughs> I, I thought that y'all were like uh, some like a Mexican black almost. For yeah. the longest, I, that's what I thought. Like some sort of like uh, Afrocentric Mexican or some right, something right, like right. that. That's what I really thought. Like you know how the Afro Latina. I thought that's what I thought Filipino people were. Which I mean, to the root of everything, like if you get to our real indig- indigenous people. They're your color, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, I think that it's, I think it goes both ways, though, because you do have these situations where you go in these stores, and we've all experienced this, whether it's Koreans, whatever, you have these people that kind of look at us or follow us around the store or whatever. Mm -hmm. You you have that as well, so it is a level of racism, but just, I want to make this point, and I want to make sure that I, I come across clear when I make this point. It's all. It all stems back to the the ideologies of white supremacy, yeah. and, yeah. and that's and that's like that black man. More, I can't speak for him, but more than likely, if he has some type of negative connotation in regards to like Asian people, is it's probably because it's that's where it came placed from. on him through Trump or through any other like people white supremacists, mm-hmm. and that goes the same. For that Asian lady who maybe followed you around the right. store, because Quay, he been, because just like you did research, I had to do mine as yeah. well. <laughs> so Quay, he kind of educated me on like his girl, uh, which she's Leo, Laotian, mm. and she uh, told me that, um, how, how did she put it? 
like when they come to these host families and stuff like that, a lot of times it's white families and they'll get this negative thing in their head because they see it in media or whatever about black people. So they'll start to, to adopt, you know, the negative things in regards to black people as yeah. well. So it, it goes both ways. I think the, the main thing in all of this is just stop hate. Yeah. For sure. Stop racism. Yeah. And, and just like people, the ignorance. Man. Yeah, love people. Because yeah. that was, again, like back to the whole whenever the blacks and the Asians were together because mm. of like the whole exclusion act and stuff. Mm. Um, you know, they talked about how they really didn't have no beef. Like they were getting along. They were all friends and yeah. stuff. But then it was uh, whenever they were trying to, I think like. So, you know, they didn't want Asians to migrate because they said that they were taking all the jobs, mm. which is, like, and the whole, like, model minority concept, like, all of that is made up by white supremacists. Yeah. Right. yeah. And that was just to drive the wedge between, like, us. Because I think also, like, there's so many, of Asi- you know, Asians, like, make up the biggest population. Right. So that probably was, like, oh, they're going to take over. So mm. that was to drive the wedge between, like, us and then all other minorities. Um so then they were only letting in, like, people that had, like, super high skill sets and all this stuff. Or people that were, you know, kind of, like, rich from, I can't remember if it was, like, Korea or something. Um, so whenever they were coming here, you know, because they were Asian, too, they they were never going to get to that level of wealth that they had when they were in Asia mm-hmm. because of, of them being Asian. So that was why they could only open up shops in, like, impoverished places mm. and stuff which you know majority of the time at that time was like Even black now, communities still, yeah yeah black um, and then uh, you know at the same time like black people couldn't make it up because of how the system was like because of red line against and, y'all. And, yeah. and stuff like that so yeah. that was why there also was a lot of like tension between Asians being successful and stuff um, but it really it, it just all comes down to the system that's like totally yeah. made up yeah yeah no, I think the moral of the story is that we uh, we have to get on one accord and we have to figure yeah. this thing out. Absolutely. And we have to fight the real enemy. You know, I encourage everybody out there to do what, what I've been doing over the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And what you've done, been doing, I'm pretty sure you've been living in your whole life, mm-hmm. is to educate yourself. Educate yep. yourself. Figure it out. Try to see what's really the root of the problem and you know just just try to like eliminate some of the tension because if we could to have because we're all minorities here right so if we could have that if we could have that alliance it it would be no hope for these people who believe in these things exactly Exactly. you know yeah it all goes back to love and compassion for one another yeah like you know, why not just have that for one another? Yeah. 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 Get to know me first. You know, like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> so. We like, are done with Asian hate. <laughs> yeah. It is time to get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> I mean, Asian hate wasn't nitty gritty. That was deep. And I'm going to be honest. Thank you for educating us because. Yeah, was, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Like it was. I'm Even now, and I'm pretty sure you have more information. And we would love to have you back to give us more of uh, of that mm-hmm. you know because i i don't you know i would like and i know it gets personal sometimes i would like for you to really tell like real stories where you've had to experience you know racism whether it was from black people or white people yeah. because i know sometimes listen uh, when i see black people doing bullshit mm-hmm. i i say that brother is lost because he's mm-hmm. probably adopted some of the ways of of his his uh teacher 
Mm-hmm. You know, of his master, if you will. I hate calling him my master, <laughs> but I mean that's the reality. That's the word, so people can understand it. But like, I'll it's say just that ignorance. It's, it's ignorance. It's really just mm-hmm. ignorance. If you, I, I never see it, because I'm from. Bob, I don't. I don't know if it was even any Asian people in Bolivar, yeah. was it? I I met quite a few Asian people, and I can say in Bolivar. I mean, well, not in Bolivar. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But all of them been nice to me. <laughs> when I, yeah, no, I never facts. met a mean Asian. Like that was always nice. So, and when we, when I came here, and I, I got a chance to like go to the military relations. I got a chance to do. It's like I always thought of them more so like it was like you know how <laughs> you got this little thing where you kind of go off to the side and you just bump like look at these white motherfuckers. Yeah, like, like I always that's what I always did. Like, whether it was in the military or whatever, yeah. like look at these motherfuckers over here. Racist as hell. Look mm-hmm. at them country bumpkin motherfuckers. Like you know, that's that's what I always done myself. No, for so, sure. You know, I it, this is a new thing for me, and I I would like to educate myself on it mm-hmm. because that's it. But I mean, this still kind of goes into the relationship thing. You know, how does that affect like you? How how does your family feel about that? Like if you uh, dating outside of like your culture or whatever. Well, I think for one, like of course, I'm sure they would like prefer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everybody does. Yeah, but. no, really. <laughs> <laughs> Mama said, "Don't bring the white girl home." <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real, um, for real. Yeah, for sure. Like, but I mean, obviously, my options were super limited. Mm. Um, yeah. Would you gonna pick one of the thirty people that? Came? So, yeah. Like, no, that's family. So I had to be like ah, outside right, of that group. Right. Mm. And even then, like, pickings are slim. Mm. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I keep hitting this. Uh, yeah, so I think my parents have always, because, like, in school, you know, I always kind of, like, affiliated with, with black people more anyways, because mm-hmm. I always, like I said, I was always, like, hyper aware that I'm not on the same level as the white people. They don't look at me the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of, every time I've been, and, you know, I mean, my boyfriend's white now, so we can get into that, but mm-hmm. um, anytime I've been in situations, like, with people that I don't know, and... You know, I'm not going to bash, like, all white people. Obviously, not all right, white people right, are right, like right. that. We talked about that earlier. Like, some yeah. of them whites, when you get the good whites, hey, you got a good white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got to understand, when we're when we talking about white people, we're talking about white White supremacists. supremacists. And I want to tell you, you are on the same level as everybody. I know what you mean <laughs> when you say that, but just for the people listening, you are on the same level. <laughs> but go ahead, Richard. Um yeah, just when any any time I've been in like, especially in college, like really not so much when I was in high school, just because I had grown up with all those people. But mm-hmm. in college, like you know, obviously like my roommates were all white for the majority of the time. I don't even think I had a colored roommate the entire time I was at UTC. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, they had friends that would like come in and stuff and um, just say like ignorant shit and you know some of that like is supposed to be funny and stuff but those are like those microaggressions and like in those moments I'm like okay like you just proved yourself you know like you just proved that you don't look at me the same Mm -hmm. as you Mm -hmm. um like I think the biggest example was um I can't remember what year it was but I don't know whatever she had my roommate had like a group of friends that would come like we would all hang out like I'd partied with them a few times um and then he was like talking to my other friend my black friend and they were going back and forth about something and then he said something about me and he was just like um he was like well I don't know why are you talking or whatever he was like Asians are only one step under white people and whatever and I was like what does that mean like (laughs) 
And so, yeah, that was a big the one. White guy said that? Yeah, the yeah, white guy yeah, said yeah. that. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was like, you know, y'all are only good for like doctors and nurses and stuff. And like, well, how am I supposed to even respond to that? Yeah. <laughs> how do a person even like get to that type of like yeah, thought process? Know. It like, started what? when he was like, Compliment, complimenting my friend and he was like oh you looking cute for a black girl and stuff and Whoa. then like it just spiraled from there <laughs> oh my but God. yeah so for me I've always like avoided being in those situations I've just never been comfortable around like big groups of white people because that's just how I've always felt so same with me yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. for other reasons <laughs> it's hard being around it's hard being unless you were raised like my girlfriend she was raised in Manchester around a group of white yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. So she always tells me sometimes I feel like I'm too white I'm too black for white people and I'm too white for black people, mm-hmm. which yeah. is the craziest shit in the world. Yeah. But yeah. it's for me like I was raised in every like I've been in magnet school, I've been in all black, I've been in every situation. So I feel like it's hard to beat but at the root of it when you in a group with a group of white people, it's you uncomfortable because you like you said, you had that identity crisis. It's like you're trying to stay true, true, true to yourself, right. but it's like you also realize, like, shit, if I be my true self, which is black at its core, yeah. then these people might be uncomfortable. So you get into a situation where you're trying to make other people feel comfortable, and you shouldn't have to do that, you, you know? Yeah. That. Yeah. When I come in a room full of white people, I just be super black. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm like you're just gonna feel that energy. Like yeah, I'm not messing it no more. I used to do that shit all the time, like. Even talking like them, you know what I'm saying? Just making yeah. sure I don't use slang. No, I'm going to be black. And if you yeah. don't understand it, It is you. what it is, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And listen, that's easy for you because you're a <laughs> big burly motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you can knock motherfuckers out. <laughs> but you imagine like Adrian, for example. Right. Like she's a woman. We just had the episode, you know, our last episode about women. Mm-hmm. And not only are you an Asian woman, like, it's like, you kind of feeling that, so it, it's that that sense of fear there as well. It's like, oh, yeah. what do, do yeah. I don't want to be too? Because that guy could have easily been like a aggressive to you and and cause harm to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's that there too. You know? Yeah, and just like people's like it's like all fun and games and stuff until they're like, well, go back to where you came from. You yeah. know? And that's when it's like. Well, I'm from here. Like, (laughs) it's just crazy because it's like, all right, I was born here and stuff. This is just as much my America as it is anyone else's, but it's not, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just crazy. Even with me, because, I mean, of course, my lineage, you go back generations, I still feel like, first of all, I love America. (laughs) Let me say that. I I really do. I I love being here. No lie. Like, but, you know, even with me, sometimes it still feels like some, because it's like this Eurocentric, it's uh, America is like European. Even though with minorities have the biggest influence here, hands down. Right, mm-hmm. for sure. Whether it's Asian, because everything you see, everything that we get made is chi- China, is this, is that, is or whether it's the entertainment side with black people, where we you know doing a, we have the biggest influence here. But everything mm-hmm. is like European, European. You know, at the end of the day, they reign supreme. Sometimes I feel like, man, am I? I is there a place for me? I felt like that for a long time, and, and I don't. I can't even say that I felt it as nearly as much as you've probably felt it over these of all of these years, though. And that shit is is disheartening. I'll be honest. 
It, it really is. And it's, it sucks that as a black man who I call myself righteous, you see the post. I picked all of these on the wall from Malcolm <laughs> X to Black Wall Street to Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. For me to uh, consider myself so immersed into this and this blackness, this like so anti-white supremacist, I kind of got to like slap, like I'm kicking myself in the ass because it's like this whole time, yeah, we've had like a group here that's been facing the same BS as us. And we ain't came together. And we, and we hadn't came together. Yeah. It's like we so caught up in our own shit. One of the things that, it's a thing that uh, they rank it in the military is, uh, um, I'm finna fuck this up, but I'm, I'm gonna say it to the best of my ability. In the military, they rank these as like threats to America. Like you hear like DEFCON 3, all that other shit. Like you, mm-hmm. It's threats to 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 America or to like our, our uh, domestic soil. It's, uh, one of the things is um, is uh, outside influence to minorities within within uh, within the states. Outside influence. So if, uh, for example, if China would ever say like, "Hey, you know, African Americans or Black people, they don't treat y'all the way y'all should be treated." But if you come to China or if you, you know, X, Y, and Z, we'll treat you well. We love you. We love you. Mm-hmm. And how they can create, like, uh, I guess, like double agents or spies within mm-hmm. America, and that could be the biggest threat to like America. I I read on national that once. Security. National security. How could it, that could be the biggest threat to national security? I read on that once, and it's like, wow, like if somebody ever had a mind to, because we don't feel like this nation is ours. True. We don't feel like it's ours. Yeah. If anybody ever had a mind to. And that goes for even you because you were born here. I didn't know that. I thought that you came here from, you know, you were literally born here. Yeah. So if somebody were to ever tell you, like, hey, you know, I know they don't treat you right. Come over here. Come to death row. Where <laughs> <laughs> come to death row if you don't want black people, if you don't want white people beating you, <laughs> mistreating you, stopping you and pulling you over. Sending you to jail for no reason. Sending you to jail Framing for nothing. Framing you for shit you didn't do. <laughs> come to China. Like, if they ever would have hit us with that, like, I'm like, hey, that shit kind of sound good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, if we can get treated right and we can get our 40 acres in a mule, which was promised to us. <laughs> Listen, I want to say something because you said this, this whole time. Don't, I don't ever want you to think because I know it's this conflict because you are one of the you are the people I guess that chose a side of the history more so associated with black people, right? Mm-hmm. I'll never want you to come into a situation thinking or just trying to belittle the hate that you've experienced or the racism that you've experienced because it's bad, it's fucked up. Yeah. Whether it's from us or whether it's from white people, I don't want you to ever belittle that and say, well, we've been through X, Y, Z, but maybe not as much as the black people. No, y'all going through shit and it's fucked up. And anybody who go against what y'all going through, they fucked up as well. Yeah. Anybody who say, oh, well, like, what the fuck are we going to have? Like, uh, a fucking... Um, who had it the worst battle? Like, no, it's bad for everybody. That's what I was going to say. It's like, why do we try to do the oppression police? And that's what brings me back to, I think that's just their white supremacy. Them seeds just keep Mm -hmm. being sold. They trying to divide all of us because they know if minorities, Asians, blacks, (laughs) Hispanics, everybody came together. We're not the minority no more. We're not exactly. Not the exactly. Anyway. We're not even a minority anyway, right? We just, this is this thing they programmed us. Really, like you said, how many Asians is it? Like billions, like that's what I was gonna say earlier. I'm like Chinese people, like I know you just you was China talking alone, about. Though. Yeah, just China alone China is bigger alone, than yeah. like in America they're the minority, but China alone is wiping out everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. we owe China money right now. Yeah. So I'll be like, how the fuck do we? How do I owe China? You see tweets all the time. They'd be like, 
uh, how am I in debt when America owe China X amount of money, you know? And <laughs> hey, bitch, get your debt in order. Then you come to me. Don't come to me about my student loans. Shit, I'm trying. I'm doing my best. Right. <laughs> nah, for real. I feel that. They need to get that shit right. No, man. But I, I just, that's kind of what I wanted to give it. You know, get that to you like that because it's it's like I don't ever want you to but but look, and I know you're not trying to or anything like that, but I don't ever want you because what y'all are going through is is fucked up, mm-hmm. and and hate anywhere is is yeah. what's the saying that Michael Mac said? You would probably know it better than me, Demo. What was it hate anywhere or injustice? Injustice Ooh. anywhere is is. I try to make the I, I'll be saying I'm Malcolm X reincarnated Like I guess I debunked that theory Like cause I'm not I'm, <laughs> But I, I do follow Hey you got a demo It was actually Martin Luther King Martin, so, Oh wow hey, It's okay brother Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere <laughs> You take that out my rep I don't need people I got I, my rep <laughs> Gonna be a lot of motherfuckers disappointed in me for that one. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. (laughs) Yes, he was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Finally got his head. (laughs) Big head fucker. Right? Like. We'll say it one more time, Debo. Injustice. <laughs> in injustice and in injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Exactly. From you know, Martin Luther King Jr., the Listen. Reverend. Yeah. Man, and that's I think that kind of like it, it says a lot. That's 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 kind of the mouthful right there. That's that's it. Injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. I don't know. I fucked it up again. Listen, brother. Listen, don't don't judge me. Peach persuasion. Peach He's going up to peach persuasion. Yeah, there go your excuse right there. His rep it's is back in town. Persuading me to wrap this up right now. Actually, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. But regardless of uh, any of that, man, I, I really want you to come back on again. I really want you to come back on with Quay, uh, girl. She's um, is it is it like racist to say jungle Asian? She call herself a jungle. Asian. <laughs> I think those are the connotation. Maybe we should get into that a little bit before we wrap up the okay. the stereotypes. Within your community, because we have our, you know, we call each other nigga, or you know, we call each other like you black or light skinned The colorism, Mm -hmm. maybe we should get into that to understand exactly what we can say. Yeah, the jungle versus the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I really like wasn't even all that aware of that stuff until I watched. um, If y'all watch Ali Wong on Netflix, Mm -hmm. (laughs) she has like a whole little segment on like the jungle Asians and like y'all said, like the city Asians, Mm -hmm. like the ones that are from like China and Korea. Those are like the city Asians. You know, Mm -hmm. people look at them like. The class, and then you look at like Filipinos, like oceans, and all that. We're like the jungle, the jungle Asians, kind of yeah, like the just like um, I can't remember how it was put. Oh yeah, because she, I think she said she's Vietnamese, and her dad or her her husband is Korean, and like Vietnamese people are seen as jungle, jungle from the Vietnam yeah. War, and mm-hmm. then Korean people are seen as like the city Asians, the, yeah. the clean Asians, yeah, yeah the yeah, clean yeah, yeah. ones. That's yeah, yeah. a big thing. Yeah, the jungle ones yeah. are the ones that that's foster disease and all that stuff. That's what know? we do too. <laughs> dirty niggas over there. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> she just yeah. don't, it don't listen. Hey, we do that the same shit. Mm-hmm. So it's just I guess it's just it doesn't it's stop class. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it's an issue of class. But but regardless, like um, I would really like y'all to the point I was trying to say. I, I really would like y'all to come on together because she's really like you know into this and 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 she got some statements that she want to you know she she got a statement that she want to make as well in yeah. regards to all of this. So I would like you to come back. 
uh, and just educate us because I know you put Roscoe on some shit. This because I know yeah. everything. You didn't yeah. put me on nothing. I know everything. I swear to God. Yeah. But regardless, uh, man. I appreciate you for coming on. Thank you for coming. Thank you for giving us your time. Thank you for being open and honest about everything. Uh, listen, man, this is the Child by T podcast where we get real, raw, authentic barbershop conversations. Until next time.